Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. fourth episode of the stone cold silver podcast we are getting we are racing headlong into christmas aren't we yeah it's right around the corner one week away yeah um this previous week i had to go to boston for work and what we ended up doing was carolyn oliver joined me in boston we drove up this time so up until this point, up until this trip, I have taken normal Amtrak. I have taken the faster version of Amtrak, known as the Acela. Uh, those are about four hours door to door. I've also taken okay. a flight. Uh, the flight was a 6 a.m. flight. I got to the office at 8, but I've been up since 4.30, so it's in the morning. So it's about wow. a three and a half hour trip door to door, I'd say. And then we drove. And so driving, we left Tuesday night. Uh, Carolyn uh, found a, a street parking spot. We ate dinner. We packed. We started packing up the car. Well, we put Oliver in the car. I pulled out of that spot at around 7.30, I'd say. She like, literally started driving. The idea there was to try and just miss a little bit of uh, rush hour traffic. Didn't feel like there was a need to sit in rush hour traffic. And we also couldn't really leave that early anyways. And so we started driving. It was an easy drive, no traffic whatsoever. It was just a little confusing getting out of the city because it had me take some surface roads that I'd never taken before. And there's a lot of construction. Uh, I was essentially next to like water filtration areas and a lot of like really heavy industrial places that i would never seen before but totally fine um and then so we drove we drove we drove uh we were just talking and snacking and whatnot and i pulled into the hotel which is about two blocks from the office at eleven forty-five. so about a four hour drive wow. from new york to boston yeah yeah not a big deal so really they're all the same man <laughs> Yeah, they're all the same. It's just a matter of how active do you want to be and how much do you feel want right. to feel like you're moving. Um, with the train, right. it's what? like the least amount of stuff that I have to do. I'm sitting there the entire time. But you go through some Wi-Fi dead spots and you do sort of feel like you're at the mercy of however fast a train can go. Um, with flights, it's like, you know... I'm, I'm going to fly, I think, the next time I go. I'm just going to try and figure out a different time to fly because I don't need to take a 6 a.m. flight. But I also want to make sure that if I take a cab to the airport that I'm not sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic where it's an hour in a car just like rocking back and forth. That, to me, is just like a horrific experience. And so you're right, right. though. They're all about four hours. So it's really a, you know, a, a choose-your-own sort of way to get there. Yeah, I think the uh, the airport anxiety, just like, oh, you you want to leave as close to the flight as possible without pushing it too much, so that way you're not wasting your time just sitting in an airport. But at the same time, you don't want to get unlucky with that traffic and then end up missing your flight. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's a 40-minute flight. That's how fast this flight is. Um, but what I'm thinking yeah. is I might take a late-night flight on like the day before, get to Boston, check in, get a good night's sleep, and then I just sort of wake up and, and do my own thing and get to the office. Uh, overall, time in the office was great. It was a little bit chilly in Boston. It was uh, The temperatures were hovering at around like low 30s, but there was a lot of wind. And so they were like constantly saying like, oh, with wind chill, it's about 19 or 20. And I was able to go for a run one afternoon uh, with a colleague where we ran next to the water. It was a little bit chilly, but, you know, we were moving pretty fast. And so I was able to stay warm. But I was meaning to run the other days. But there was just so much like rain happening at the same time where it was like on the precipice of is it going to rain or is it going to be wintry mix or is it snow that was like you know what no point in catching a cold trying to get some miles in and so this whole like you know my my tokyo marathon training has not been what i wanted it to be uh so i'm just trying to like gauge realistically what my goals are for that race um i originally was like oh if i'm not traveling i'm just gonna like really just like you know, press down and then push as hard as I can. But right now, it's just like I'm just trying to get the miles in, trying to build the durability, trying to build that discipline. Um, and so, you know, running in the cold, in the dark, it sucks, but it builds character. And so I'm just going to continue to try and get, you know, just get the miles in because I never feel bad after a run. It's just that initial, like, am I getting out of bed sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what's the weather down in Florida? Uh, right, it's actually not as uh, it's not as warm as um, it had been. I'm trying to find the forecast right now for the next few days, but right now it's late, so it's 10 p.m. It's 52 out, so that's not terribly unexpected. But the high today was 65. The low was 45. It was like this. It's pretty much the same yesterday. Um, throughout the rest of the week, the highs in like the low seventies, the low to mid seventies and the lows are like sixties, even on uh, Friday and Saturday, 32 is the low 33 is the low on Saturday, 47 is the high. So Saturday next week will be a cold day. Um, but yeah, it's still better than still better than home home. It's like, I think we were getting into like the twenties and it was supposed to drop even further. So like, let me, let me pull up the forecast for home. As I frantically try to type with my, uh, so it says, uh, f- it's 14 degrees feels like two. <laughs> wow. That sucks. Um, let's see the, let me see if I can get the, uh, the rest of the week right now. So the rest of the week, the high, so it highs 30, 25, 30, 17, 9, 11, 19. That's the high. Um, the lows are like eight, twenty-two, fifteen, uh, three, negative one, four, eleven. <laughs> so we uh we escaped some uh some some pretty rough days. In about uh I don't know a little bit after Christmas, it's gonna be like the the high will be in the the low to mid thirty. Or sorry, the mid to high thirties and and, and low forties. 
And that's kind of what I'm used to at this time of year. So it's not terribly unexpected. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I mean, in from absolute in an absolute sense, the weather is so much more enjoyable down by you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and remind me, how long are you down there for? Oh, um, close to a month. Yeah, close to a month. Nice. So we'll be out. We'll be out for a bit. Yeah, we're doing some warmth. I'm gonna be doing uh, no duty, no no dutying because. The the Steam Deck apparently can run it, and I think if I had Windows installed on it, it would it would be doable, but I don't. Um, and because there's no Windows on it, you can't install the anti cheat that's um, that that's required to play Call of Duty online. So I would I actually can't boot the game at all. Um, I didn't even bother trying to install it. And I don't think my laptop here is, my my laptop here is just way too old. So I don't think I'll be able to to do the raid, which is a little bit unfortunate because I was hoping to do that. But what I did do today was I started to, <laughs> I started a new file in Donkey Kong Country from the Super Nintendo on my uh, on my Switch, which I haven't played in ages now. Wow. Um yeah, so so the, the, the Switch they have like if you pay the if you pay for the online service or whatever you get access to a variety of like classic games and they've like released additional classic games from the NES as well as the SNES or Super Nintendo. Um, I don't think they've added anything afterwards because they're, se- but they're separate apps. So there actually may be something else and I just haven't even seen it before, but you, they like, as part of this service, you can play via like basically a, a built-in <laughs> emulator, some old, bless you. Some old like NES games that are Super Nintendo games, like uh, the, like the original Mario's, um, but on the Super Nintendo, they also have things like Donkey Kong, and and so I was uh, sitting there with Gordon and uh, Gordon, and I was trying to get him to play the uh, some Mario, and it just he he wasn't feeling it after a little bit, and so then I was just kind of messing around. I saw Donkey Kong Country, I was like, yeah, let me give this game a shot. I haven't played this game in probably like two decades, <laughs> but um, but I played it. It was fun. It was good. Nice. Well, hey, there's something nothing to, like nothing like finding a game that you're uh, you're excited to play. It's yeah, it's it's uh it's just so much nostalgia with it. You're like, oh man, I completely forgot about X, Y, or Z, right? And um, I re- like the game has a percentage tra- tracking system. So when you hit the save point, you can like you it shows your percentage completion your percent completion of the game, but it also includes like secrets. So the the game has like these bonus rooms where you can earn like one one ups and whatever. And um, if you if you find all of those bonus rooms in a stage, an exclamation point would appear after the level name when you're like looking at it from the uh, the world map. And so I guess as a kid, I noticed this because like there's nowhere, you know, it doesn't say in game, hey, we're tracking your completion of the game based off of you finding bonus rooms. Like I think I must have just figured it out as a kid or maybe it was in the manual somewhere, but if you if you look at the the level name there's an exclamation after you beat it and it's like hey yeah you you found all the secrets in this level good job and if that doesn't pop up then you know hey there's another secret that you that in this level that you haven't found yet and i remember <laughs> i remember as a kid running through some of these levels and this some of the secrets like there's no way you would know right like 
in Donkey Kong, the collectibles, like unlike Mario, which are coins in Donkey Kong, they're little bananas that's just floating in the air. And sometimes they have a banana trail that kind of leads you to into the direction of a bonus or a secret area. Like you'll hit like a barrel and the barrel will launch you into the secret area, but you wouldn't see the barrel because it's off screen. Um, and so they might put a, a banana near it to indicate like, hey, try jumping here. But there are other, there are cases, especially in the later levels, where they don't do that. And the only way to identify or find a secret is to basically just jump into a pit and hope that there's something down there. And so I remember as a kid, there are certain levels that are really, really difficult to find all the secrets. And so the only way I would, was able to do it was <laughs> to literally jump in every single hole to see, like, is there a, is there a secret barrel here that's going to send me to the secret room to unlock all the, you know, to unlock the exclamation point for this level? Or is this going to be just be like another neat, like pointless death? And uh, I'm I'm not trying 100% the game now. Like, there's no reason to do that. But uh, it 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 definitely brought back a lot of memories and like completionist memories. Like there were there was no achievements to track this, right? Like you and I will try to 100% games nowadays. And part of the reason is for the achievement score, but that didn't exist back then. It was just really for, I guess, personal pride and you know just finding everything that the game had to offer, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's surprisingly deep, I'd say, for a game like that. Yeah, yeah. I I know that the second or the sequel to the game, they were they were a lot more explicit, and the the secrets were a bit um like for instance, there was a there was a bonus world that you can access, but the only way you can access it was by finding like 15 of these really difficult to find coins and i think you would or it might have been more it might have been like 70 um so maybe like you know 70 out of the 90 levels in the game and when you do that you you unlock a secret world but in the secret world there were um secret levels <laughs> and the secret levels you had to unlock by like 100 percent each of the worlds of the game and so you would unlock then each level by each of these bonus levels which were very difficult if i remember correctly and if you, uh, and the, you know, there's no, there's no, you don't get anything. <laughs> they don't get anything for, for beating the secret world, but it was always cool to just like find those and go through. And it, it took a lot longer to hundred percent that game, uh, than it did to hundred percent Donkey Kong country one. Oh, but wow. I think that's like, you know, when you play, when you play games like those, especially with like these really well hidden secrets, it makes you uh, take on games nowadays, with a completely different mentality. So like what, even when I'm playing God of War, I'm just like, I'm checking every nook and cranny to try to find every little thing that I can. <clears throat> You've always been good at about one point. That, yeah. Well you were too. I mean, even Grand Theft Auto, I remember, I remember like, um, uh, like GTA five, right. Looking or four, even looking for the pigeons. I know that oftentimes nowadays you can just use a manual, uh, or a, a guide, you know, look it up online, find the answer. But, Sometimes you want to struggle at it for a little bit before you actually look it up. And in God of War, you have like these companions who are with you. And so like one of the one of the times I'm sitting there looking for stuff and one of the guys who like we add to the party, he's like, um, like, hey, you know, the, the temple is this way. Right. We're supposed to be going to the temple. Like, hey, the temple is this way. And then your son is like, oh, my dad just really likes to explore. He's uh, what did he say? He's like. He's a looter. He likes to loot, so he's just that looking for more so loot right now. Funny. And then the guy's like, "Oh, oh, okay, no problem. We'll we'll be here when you're ready." 
I was yes. like, yeah, man, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. They tell you to go right, so of course I'm going to go left. There's something to the left. You don't, you don't just have branching paths and tell me to go right and give me the right direction. There is something that, I, that must be found to the left now. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah, I know that whenever we've played, whether... Um, what was that game that we kept buying over and over again where like there was a million guns, it was like a looter shooter? Borderlands. Borderlands? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were always really good about finding like weird nooks in that game. Uh, oh, you even... know why though? Because why? there was a challenge that had us do like we had to get 100% of the map completed or like a nine, like 96% of the map unlocked, which meant that you had to literally like walk across every piece of earth in each of the, the stages or, or areas of the game. And so there was one area which we hadn't fully cleared and we were just sitting there running around <laughs> trying to like open the map every every five steps that we took to see if it like broadened out a little bit more. Uh, it was ridiculous. The fact that we even bothered doing that, it, I don't think that was an achievement. I think that was like one of the in-game currency things that didn't really mean anything to us. I don't know why we bothered doing that. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, it's a, it's it's actually one of the things that makes games like The Division, um, like, or even not, not even the, just The Division. There are other games too. A little bit annoying where they build like these really comprehensive and cool worlds, but you can search every nook and cranny, and there's nothing to be found. And so it's it's a bit frustrating that they put all this time and detail into these games. But ultimately, there's no reason to look at it. So you can, you, so you learn quickly. Like, hey, don't bother checking this stuff out because there's nothing going to be hidden in there. And so you just start to ignore the the like beautiful game that they make. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you're absolutely right about the division. They built, su- especially Division One. They built such a yeah. deep and inviting world. And maybe like the first day or so, you're like, oh, let me just like go into you know this apartment or this building or oh i found the hole in the yeah, fence here yeah. let's go check it out only to find out that like uh there's really nothing here <laughs> right it's like oh this is just a cool little room that they built but there's nothing to see in it there's nothing to do in it so yeah i, I mean it, it, it's it's it makes for a really awesome experience the first time that you do it but after the second time you do it and you're like wait there's there's really nothing in these things that by the time you come across it the third time you're probably you might just like be like you know what not even worth exploring because there's nothing there's not going to be anything of value back here exactly so um is there anything else you want to talk about this week or uh do we want to just call it here yeah honestly not really uh for, you know diff- difficult fantasy season for me and in our in our league um yeah. i uh <laughs> Got to, uh, got to get it together. <laughs> got to get it together. Um, you got to get it together. You're I'm not, not doing I'm not even well sure. at all. No, no, no. You're throwing some shade at me, uh, which is, which is tough because because early on, like I was, I was really trying. I was sitting like, okay, you know, I'm trying to make changes to the team, trying to do what I can, and then, uh, and initially, my losses early in the season, I think, were were fairly close. I think, like all, I, I, I so. Full disclosure, I was like one in like 10 or one in 11, however many games there were. Um, I literally won one game. And I think the one game that I won was the second game of the season. So it's like, okay, cool. You know, I, I had a little bit of a rocky start, but I'm back. You know, I'll get back into this. And then I was like one and two, one and three, 
one and four. Uh oh, there's there's probably no coming back from this. And it just kept rolling. And throughout the whole time, I'm still making changes to the team, trying to get trying to do the best that I could. Um, but honestly, there are just some players that if you do not draft well, if you don't draft well or you get hit with it with with an injury bug like hard, it's just really difficult to recover from. But I'm not good. I'm not I've never been good at, at fantasy. Uh I would get lucky if anything early on when I first played. But um I think uh there's probably more that I could have done and I just didn't see it because I'm because I'm not I'm not good at it. <clears throat> well, we we welcome you back every year. I'll say that. It's nice though that the buy-in also <laughs> isn't that high. Um I made it to the playoffs in a couple of leagues, but it looks like my season is ending in every single one. Uh, so, so that's 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 it. You know what I mean? That's the, the that's how the cookie crumbles. It's like uh, it's like you um, what was I gonna say? Like you, you know what? I completely forgot what I was gonna say there. I think that's I think that's sign for me to <laughs> take my ass to sleep. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See everyone next week.